Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host, Hope Bill, understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Welcome to Make Room for More. What brings me great joy this morning is knowing that my mental health, my mental well-being is very important to Christ. Yes, even this, Jesus died. I decided a few years ago that I would rather have dyslexia with all of his hardships and disappointments and sometimes anxious thoughts and know Jesus than to be able to read and write and spell flawlessly and not know him. So with each day I began again with Christ because the strength, the grace, and the courage given to me yesterday is no match for today. Yes, my mental well-being is always on Christ's mind because I'm still learning how to embrace dyslexia, not just with my head, but with my heart. May I share something with you? This morning, I felt a little unsettled, and while I was preparing breakfast, I started talking to my best friend. Lord, feel as if I have stepped into a world that I'm not familiar with. With each layer I allow you to peel back, I feel exposed, vulnerable. And Christ whispered in my ear, love yourself. Wow, that kind of took me back and because I thought I was doing that. At least I thought it was doing a better job. But now I knew that Jesus was getting ready to deepen my love for him so that I could learn to love myself well. That it was time to come further out of hiding, to carry my cross called dyslexia a little further. I could not carry it. I would not have to care about myself. He gave me Wrapped in that was his blessed assurance that he was answering my prayer for a deeper healing in my mind. And, you know, the text of scripture in John 1, where it says, and the light shines in darkness, that same light he is seeking and wanting to shine even more in my darkness called dyslexia. That same light that he talked about is penetrating those dark places in me where dyslexia has robbed me of so much. Think about John the Baptist who bore witness of the light and what Christ is doing is the more I allow him to penetrate those places with his light, the more I can bear his light. And that's what he's, that's what he's after. And nothing is more sweet and more precious to the Lord when we cooperate with him Even though we know it's not going to be easy, it's going to be challenging, it's going to be hard. Well, we even may give him some pushback. He doesn't give up and he is just gently nudging us, encouraging us to keep going. And that's what he was doing with me this morning when he says, love yourself. You know, loving myself means letting go of some things. In order for me to love myself, I have to make room for your love. So show me what it is that I'm holding on to. 
And I said, Lord, show me how to embrace dyslexia today in, in a way that I haven't done before, in a way that I have maybe been afraid to. Show me how to take up this cross called dyslexia and carry it maybe differently and and have a different attitude about carrying it and how to carry it in such a way that you're honored and glorified. Because it takes your courage, a good courage, the kind that you promised and gave to Joshua to carry a cross, move out in a different direction to do something different or to add something to the journey. For you have declared to me that it is your joy that is my strength. The text of scripture that comes to mind is, you know, when King David says, This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has quickened me. And that's from Psalms 119.50. I think about courage and courage. The word courage has been on my mind quite a bit. And I think the Lord has been showing me a different perspective of courage. You know, I looked up the word courage is to be strengthened, to hold on, to be strong, to prevail, to grow stout, to secure, to persist. And this is what the Lord was telling Joshua. I want you to hold on. It's going to get rough. I want you to prevail. I will give you the power to do that and the grace. You know, as you work with me, as we move through those uncharted territories that he was going to have to conquer and they were the Canaanites, the, the giants, the, there was Jericho. There was all types of obstacles in the way. Yet he starts him out by saying, I, I'm going to grow you stout. I'm going to teach you how to persist. I'm going to teach you to be secure in me. And so what I have promised you will happen, but it's not going to be easy. So, you know, I like this verse where David says, this is my comfort and my affliction. Your word quickens me. What was the word that the Lord gave Joshua to be of a good courage? This is the word that quickened him. It strengthened him. Once again, I like this verse because it tells each of us to be of a good courage, to allow Christ to comfort us in our affliction. Because it takes courage to change course and not to rely on old coping skills that really seldom brings us lasting peace. You know, when we are hurt by someone's words, we lash out in anger. We retreat in silence. We shift blame. Or we just simply don't want to talk about it. Or we, we don't allow our emotions, those feelings that we used to give that person, we hold back. We hold back because what we're telling that person is until you change, until you do something different, you won't get that part of me. Not realizing that you just don't cut yourself off from a person without some part of you being cut off from Christ. As I was thinking about this courage that Christ has promised us, those of us who have dyslexia, we need it every day. You know, we wake up each morning to face another day. We don't know where dyslexia will raise its head, how it will manifest itself, how we will be challenged by it today. And I was looking through some of my devotionals that I've written and I came across one that says face today and quietness and confidence. It takes courage from Christ, a good courage to face each day in quietness and confidence because it is a choice. It's a choice that we have to make every day. You know, you found out that you had dyslexia 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 30 years ago. And you said, Lord, I need your courage. And you never ask for it again. And you never need to ask for it again. There's no such thing. Every day takes care of itself. Remember, the strength that he gave us today is no match for tomorrow. And this is, this is so important because this is how Christ teaches us to completely rely on him every day. 
And the more we get accustomed to trusting and relying on Him, the beauty of the walk, He strengthens our walk. He straightens up our shoulders and our, He tells us to hold our head up high because we're walking with Him. I would not like for Him to wind me up like a toy and set me on my way. And I eventually, 20 years later, run out of battery and I have to be wind up again. That's not the Christian walk. The Christian walk is a day-to-day. That's why he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. This thing about facing today with quietness and confidence, with faith and hope, and our hope anchored in the Lord, is what he's after. I imagine it must be, I would say, challenging. And I know that's that's such an odd word to even associate with Christ. It's just the only one that I can think of right now. For Christ to know if we take hold of his hand in faith, when we do that, he will just so wonderfully change things for us in ways we have not even imagined. And for him to know that and for us to to resist or to be indifferent or to only be able to see the disability, to not be willing to look beyond it, to only focus on how it's affecting us and not how it may be affecting people around us, to be resistant to even considering that he allowed us to have dyslexia for a purpose that will bring him glory, that will be used in the building up of his kingdom, that will be used to maybe even save someone's life. For him to know that must be heartbreaking to him to see us being different about it. I know when I first became aware that I had dyslexia and the Lord told me I had it before I was tested. I think I shared this story before that part of me became angry because no one stopped me along the way and no one offered help and so I didn't get any type of remediation. Never had it until Christ came into my life and you know what his his program, his remediation program for me has been? The Word of God. Reading, sharing the Word of God. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you can tell that my diction and my my reading fluency is a little off. But how I have grown as a person is because of him. I still struggle with dyslexia. It caught me off guard the other day and sent me a little tailspin. But what I did notice that was Christ was able to bring me out quicker than he would have been able to 10 years ago. That's Christ. That's the beauty of the gospel. And the devotion goes on to say, For Christ has promised to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to those who are who are being held captive by sin and circumstances, to recover sight to those who are spiritually blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised by life's experiences, to open prison doors of the heart. He has promised to comfort all those who mourn in trial and sorrow. One of the reasons why I decided to just focus on the mental health, the social and emotional part of dyslexia was because, you know, there's a lot of good information out there about the signs and symptoms, you know, getting tested and, you know, learning to read and a lot of good information out there about that. I was not being ministered to where it reached me in the deeper part of me. It was, I couldn't find really anything that did that. And one of the things I really, really appreciate about Christ, he didn't let me get it from anybody but him. He waited until he was able to bring me to a place where he could tell me that I had dyslexia. And when he told me that, it was after I had given my life to him. Then he gave me a love for reading his word. And he has taken on 
with such courage, <laughs> with such long suffering, with such perseverance, with such mm, compassion, with such tenacity, where he found me angry and afraid and my self worth was null and void. I was I was in a really, really bad place. And to walk me with him, to take me by my hand, sometimes he probably felt like he was dragging me. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I, you got to feel sorry for him, I tell you. What he has had to put up with, just me. I can't imagine if he just got us all in a room together. Casting my crown on, off my head at his feet and falling down before him is something I don't dare wait until I get to heaven to do. I do it daily. I get on my knees and I am just amazed at what he has done and how he has hung in there with me it just I don't even have words to say how much I appreciate him caring so much about my mental health about my well-being about me doing well not just writing or reading or whatever we think we want more than anything that getting us to a place where he can minister to the soul to the heart to the mind means so much to him finally at a place praise his name that I'm just letting him have his way. I'm stopping the resistance. I'm stopping the indifference. I'm just stopping. And I'm so thankful because it is, it is truly he that is doing it. I would just really encourage you today. Whatever the scars you have long carried. Where dyslexia is concerned. Because I dare say that you will find anyone that doesn't have them. I don't know why we treat each other so unkind sometimes. It boggles the mind. Whatever the wounded places are, give them to Jesus. And you may have to give them to him a hundred times a day. Remember, he says, be of a good courage. Persevere. Let him grow you to be stout. Hold on until you are in a different place. Trust his method. We may not at first be able to appreciate it and we may not even like it. But trust his method. Let him call you out of that hiding place. Let him be your secure place. Sometimes when I'm talking to the Lord, I I go picture in my mind. I'm sure if you're dyslexic, you, you, words are pictures to you as well. And he talks to me a lot in pictures. I tell the Lord, take your word, build your strong tower of your word around me. But first, I want you to tear down that tower that I built to protect myself, even from you. Tear it down. Brick by brick, mortar by mortar, nail by nail, tear it down. And then I want you to put your word around me like a strong tower and put your word in me because I want your word to dwell in me richly. I don't want to just be happy. I want to have that deep abiding joy Christ wants me to have and longs for me to have and longs for me to know and experience and share. That's the mental well-being I want. If he never takes dyslexia away, I want to find such joy in letting people know heaven is real. Christ is real. And this is what he has done for me. And I want my life to speak of that all the time. Not just sometimes. All the time. And I imagine people like Daniel and Joseph. When you don't read a lot about with, especially with Daniel in the Bible, you don't read anything that he's done wrong. But I know this, he knew what a prayer closet was. He knew to go to that prayer closet. And I tell you, this is my little imagination. But I know that when he went in that closet, 
he told God everything. He gave God his heart. And he stayed in that closet until God changed some things. And then when he walks out that closet, he's ready to face the world and nothing can touch him. Not a lion's den. The Hebrew boys, his, his three companions, same thing. Get in that closet. Take it to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Wrestle with the Lord until he wins. Just stay in there. So you can stand and say with them, I'm not bowing down to fear. I'm not bowing down to anger. I'm not bowing down to resentment and bitterness. I'm not bowing down to dyslexia anymore. It has taken up enough room in my life. Now it's time for it to move over. And this is how we make more room for Christ in our life. By allowing him to take things out of our life that has been holding and hindering us. We serve such a blessed Redeemer. We serve such a blessed Redeemer and friend. We really, really do. I am just more and more amazed by him and what he has done. I feel like sometimes, as I was talking to him this morning, I'm walking around in a world that I don't. That seems unfamiliar to me. I feel at odds with it. It has a different feel to it. If you are preparing me for something, and I and he always is, I need to take your hand. I need to hold your hand. I need to hold it tight because... I don't want to back up. I don't want to turn around. I don't want to let go. I don't want to give up. I've got to walk through this. And you're the only one that can because you're taking me somewhere. And I want to go where you're taking me, even if I don't know where that is. And I want to trust what I don't see and where you're leading. My maybe challenge to you today is to face today with quietness, confidence, and his courage. And seek after it with all of your heart, mind, and soul. And you will not be disappointed. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I will close this episode and pray that you have a very blessed and rich day. And if you know someone that has dyslexia that's struggling, you may want to pass this this episode, this podcast on to them. And I pray that they also are blessed. You know, I'm looking for a community of people who know the Lord and who have dyslexia and are willing to be used by him and to share this gospel. I don't know what your gifts and talents are. I do know you have them. And to use them more collectively in a community so that we can put the gospel on display and give the world notice we're not hiding anymore. We're here. We have a message. We have a ministry. And we have a God. He loves us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we have something to say. To so paint the picture of his love is should be our highest aim and our greatest joy. So once again, take care and remember, make more room for Christ in your life today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.